Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Humanity is on a collision course with a horrific end. If the common people of the world continue to stall and allow the elite technocratic eugenicists to promote their psychotic agenda and their tentacles in government affecting our daily lives. We penetrate the cabinets. Klaus Schwab is the head of the World Economic Forum and he bragged how his subversive WWEF World Economic Forum has quoted infiltrated governments around the world in the interest of transparency. Could the member please name... Which cabinet ministers are on board with the WEF's agenda? Uh, the member was in a, a really good good question there, but the, the, the audio is really, really bad, and the video is really, really bad as well. Mr. Speaker, that member was promoting open disinformation. The World Economic Forum is pushing for a global ID by 2026, fueled by blaming the average citizen for their carbon footprint. Um, why is the World Economic Forum... Uh, uh, bothering with digital identity? Why are we looking into it? Why is it such an important topic for us? How we construct and use digital identities uh, would uh, determine how people are represented online, what uh, opportunities they have access to, what or who is trusted uh, online. So it's also a very important tool for financial inclusion. The starting point where a number of actors you know, from the international development community and the private sector and everything in between have started to come together to think about what principles should be governing the, the use of these systems. Yet, not a word from the Bilderberg attending industries that continue to produce endocrine system hormone blockers within phthalates and bisphenol A in plastics to pesticides in our food to shampoo to receipts to water bottles to electronics to cleaning products and carpets. Regardless of the fact that the chemicals from these industries could wipe out the human race by 2045, as leading reproductive epidemiologist Shanna Swan and her team of researchers found that during the past 40 years, sperm levels among men in Western countries had more than halved and could deplete to zero by 2045 due to the toxicity of plastic. When did this stuff start getting into our food supply? The growth of these chemicals um, tracks with the growth of the petrochemical industry. So back in 1950, there's this better living through chemistry that Mm. everyone's talking about, and everybody is just wanting everything made of plastic. That's just one example of the many chemicals that can affect our hormone system. When waves are breaking, they create these mists, but they're actually transferring microplastics from the ocean into the air that we're breathing. By analysing air samples from two Auckland locations, Dr Joel Rindelaw's team of researchers calculated that 74 metric tonnes of microplastics drop over the city each year. And it could have consequences for our health because microplastics have been detected in human lungs. Furthermore, in a recent study, it was observed that the Y chromosome found in the male species is degenerating and will eventually disappear, leading scientists to hypothesise that a new 
male chromosome will eventually replace the Y chromosome. Meanwhile, the replacement for the labor of mankind is here, as a turning point has been reached in robotic AI technology, allowing robots to see objects of varying shapes and sizes and adjust their grasp accordingly. This will rapidly replace millions of workers. As World Economic Forum tainted areas lead the way on pushing people to commit suicide for merely being a burden on the state. Imagine choosing death over homelessness. That's what one St. Catherine's man is contemplating. Tonight on City News, we continue to delve into medically assisted dying and how some believe it is their only option to living in poverty. All of these and many more major crises that face the future of humanity are tacitly collected under the net of the New World Order by its assets and the World Economic Forum and the United Nations. Rather than allow the populace to properly face their fate, the architects protecting global corporate interests pose as our saviors, projecting steadfast organization. Now the United Nations is warning the coronavirus crisis has put the world on the brink of a hunger pandemic. 265 million people could face acute food shortages by the end of the year. That is double. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. Very, very big show we have for you today. We'll open up the phone lines nice and early since we have two guests today. We'll be joined by Sophie Corcoran Corcoran, in the 9 o'clock hour, and then we'll be joined by Leo Zagami at 10 a.m. Lots of stuff to cover, lots of videos to show you, lots of things going on. We will be taking your phone calls as well. So let's begin today as we do every day with our Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Wednesday, the 14th of December, 2022. U.S. plans to send Patriot missiles to Ukraine. The Pentagon is finally finalizing plans to send Patriot missile batteries that can shoot down incoming missiles to Ukraine, U.S. media reported Tuesday. As Russia has ramped up missile strikes on key Ukrainian infrastructure, the administration of President Joe Biden could announce the deployment as early as this week, U.S. officials told the New York Times and CNN. Ukraine's air defenses have played a key role during Russia's invasion, but with Moscow stepping up strikes on energy infrastructure as it faces growing losses on the ground, Kiev has repeatedly pressed other countries, especially the United States, for the Patriot system. The U.S. Army describes Patriot, which consists of multiple parts, including a radar, a control station, power generation equipment, and up to eight launchers as its most advanced air defense system. While dozens of personnel are assigned to a battery, only three are required to operate it in combat. Patriot has uh, intercepted more than 150 ballistic missiles in combat since 2015 and has undergone more than 3,000 ground and uh, 1,400 flight tests, according to primary contractor Raytheon. When Russia invaded in February, Ukraine's air defenses largely consisted of Soviet-era planes and missile systems, which Kiev used effectively to deny Moscow air superiority. They've since been uh, augmented rather extensively. And this, of course, is on top of the extra uh, billion dollars that Ukraine has secured to get them through the winter. Isn't that amazing? Like, look, we're just having trouble. I just, we just need to get through the winter. It's like, all right, how much you need? A billion dollars. Uh, well, really, my God, <laughs> you're in more trouble than we realized. 
another billion dollars to get through the winter, another $275 million in you know, military equipment being sent over there, uh, send our, our Patriot missiles as well. We'll just disarm ourselves entirely to uh, continue funneling weapons into the just wasteland of Ukraine. Amazing. One day we'll learn what it's all for. One day they'll let us know what all of this has been about, what all of this is for, why all of this is worth it. One day, one day they'll come up with a reason why we should be involved in Ukraine at all. For now, we just mindlessly adhere. Meanwhile, it, the lines are being drawn for World War III. Japan to radically overhaul defense policy on China threat. Japan is expected to announce its biggest defense overhaul in decades this week, hiking spending, reshaping its military command, and acquiring new missiles to tackle the threat from China. The policies to be outlined in three defense and security documents as soon as Friday will re- reshape the defense landscape in a country whose post-war constitution does not even re- officially recognize the military. Fundamentally, strengthening our defense capabilities is the most urgent challenge in this severe security environment, Prime Minister Fumio Kishida said over the weekend. We will urgently ramp up our defense capabilities over the next five years. The shift is the result of Tokyo's fears about China's growing military strength and regional posturing, as well as threats ranging from North Korean missile launches to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Key among the new policies is a pledge to boost spending to 2 percent of GDP by by 2027 to bring Japan in line with NATO members. It marks a significant increase from historic spending of around 1 percent and has sparked criticisms of how it will be financed. So again, whether it's uh, China, Russia, a cusp of a civil war breaking out in Brazil, the worldwide civil war is uh, continuing to develop at a pace. And Japan's not the only people that China is getting into conflicts with. Let's go down to clip number 18. You can just roll it as B-roll. Indian and Chinese armies fighting each other with sticks at their disputed border. So you can see, I mean – It's like bizarre, like medieval style. I don't even understand what we're looking at here. But uh, for our radio viewers, it's just – it's a mob of soldiers, like a huge line of soldiers climbing up this mountain and another line of soldiers beating them back with giant wooden sticks. So God only knows how this develops, but uh, for the last couple days, there have been several skirmishes between – Chinese and Indian military at the border of those countries. So again, uh, these are the, these are the beginning rumbles of the all-out global war that the people in power are eagerly bringing about. Meanwhile, here in America, a judge orders Carrie Lake and Katie Hobbs to appear at an emergency emergency court hearing over election lawsuit. A judge overseeing Republican Arizona gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake's electoral lawsuit ordered Lake, Security of State Arizona Governor-elect Katie Hobbs, Maricopa County Board of Supervising Officials, and others to appear at a court hearing on Tuesday. Judge Peter Thompson, in issuing the order, wrote that the court has reviewed Lake's verified statement of election contest and said the matter will be set on an accelerated basis. Maricopa Maricopa County recorder Stephen Riker and Board of Supervisors Chairman Bill Gates were also ordered to attend the hearings, which will start at 2 p.m. Eastern time. It comes as Lake stated Monday that her lawsuit in part fueled by alleged whistleblower claims who have come forward, that her lawsuit is in part fueled by alleged whistleblower claims who have come forward. She says, quote, we have had three whistleblowers from Maricopa County reach out to say that their system is seriously flawed. They were throwing out tens of thousands of signatures saying they were scribbles. 
that in no way matched. But somewhere between there, the ballots being completely tossed out, they got looped back into the system and counted as if they were fine. Lake said that about 25,000 additional ballots and early voting ballots were discovered two days after the election, adding they just showed up. She continues, it shows the whole system has serious problems. So we'll be keeping an eye uh, on that as it appears as though the Arizona court system seems to be taking those claims seriously. But again, we'll keep an eye on it and bring you any developments as they come. Meanwhile, some some very sad news for Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez here. AOC climate change documentary flops and brings in just $80 per theater during opening weekend. AOC's climate change documentary uh, made under $10,000 in its opening weekend. It's a movie featuring uh, Green New Deal activists. It's only about $80 per theater according to box office Mojo data. The film follows Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and other climate activists. However, it won several favorable reviews for director Rachel Lears. This is another one of those just phenomena that we see happening around the country. Again, there's really some, there's something to the divide between the professionals, the experts, and everybody else. And, of course, they blame it on, uh, you know, review bombing. You know, they say, well, we made this great movie. It's amazing. Everyone loves it. But there's, there's a bunch of racists out there that are mad at girls in charge, so they came and review bombed our movie. But the fact is that for, like, most movies out there these days, you'll have a critic to review. The expert review will just be whatever the inverse of the – actual audience review is the audience actually seeing the movie if they think it's terrible the reviewers think it's amazing they think it's great critics rave about it black panther 100 percent positive on rotten tomatoes it's like 25 percent positive at the actual audience it's a it's sort of it's a it's a weird thing right because it's not like it's not like the normal separation between like you've got politicians and the important you know rich people and then everybody else it's it's not like movie reviewers are some sort of ultimate authority that is in opposition to its you know to people it rules over like it's just there's just a weird divide between like the mainstream authoritative experts and then everybody else everybody else seems to get you know have one mindset and then the people that are in charge empowered paid for their opinions just disagree with all of the other people it's very weird uh so again this is uh uh, predictable i mean who would want to watch? what what is the draw to this movie oh i want to i want to learn more about why i should die for climate change gee you know when i turn on tv and i see commercials talking about climate change and news reports talking about climate change and world economic forum talking about climate change and nobody will shut up about climate change you know what i want to do to relax on the weekend go to a theater and watch a movie about climate change this is really this is really why tyranny and authoritarian places suck it's because everybody says the same thing all the time over and over forever i have been in a 28 year marathon battle with a globalist i have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics not just in america but in the world we are engaging the globalist at point blank range in the information war but i don't deserve the credit Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. 
We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. Because you want it, here's another one just for you. Because without you, it would truly be a blue Christmas. But thank God that we have you. All of us, awakening and vibrant souls all over the earth. It's your love, our love, that makes all of this possible. And if you feel like showing us some love today and help keep us on the air, you can do so at InfoWarsStore.com. Products that will make your life better and allow us to keep broadcasting free worldwide. We are all in this together through thick and thin. On behalf of the whole crew, we love you and we thank you for your support. to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, folks. I've never even heard of this documentary. We're finishing up with our daily dispatch here. If you search if you search AOC on Twitter, the first results that come up are Dinesh D'Souza talking crap. <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. So I guess the documentary is called To the End. It's got four uh, utterly g- generic-looking progressive activists on the cover, including AOC and AOC with a nose ring. Again, I can't – I mean what what could you possibly want to watch this for? I don't understand. A rallying cry about the climate crisis. Truly inspiring. Ah, there's, so, there's just so much to say about this. I mean, the, the death of entertainment in this country, the, the fact that nobody actually cares about these champagne socialists and their petty complaining. Like, this is, <laughs> this is, the, uh, this is the mindset of like the AOC generation and younger than that, it's like they really think that the only thing you can actually do is complain. They don't, you know, they aren't out to build anything. They aren't out to take risks. They aren't out to, you know, create solutions to the problem. It literally is this just like, if I complain about it enough, somebody else will fix it. So by complaining, I am an activist. I'm changing the world, you guys, by tweeting from my bed. Like, no, you're not. You're not doing anything. You're just annoying. They don't even get the things that they whine about, which just allows them to whine more. I mean, that's all That's all this movement is, is just, guys, we have to get out there and we have to complain. We have to complain and whine and whine and complain. We are changing the world. We are the resistance. We are the people that they've stepped on so long, but not any longer. We will complain. We will continue to complain. We will whine and we will complain and we will bitch and we will demand things but offer nothing. 
Yes, we are changing the world. Now go do it, white male engineers. <laughs> go design and create and fund the things that we're demanding, and then we'll take credit for it because we're the ones that wouldn't shut up until you did it. Just uh, the great nag. The great nag besets us. Uh, Dinesh D'Souza says, I'm laughing heartily because the new AOC film on climate change to the end got rave reviews from the usual robotic left-wing clack, uh, he means click, but still generated a miserable $80 per theater over multiple days with multiple showings. She sold around eight tickets per theater. Major bomb. How is it possible that AOC with 13 million followers and adoring media hype couldn't sell more than eight tickets per theater about a film uh, – for a film about a problem, she says, is an existential threat to humanity. Could it be deep down that everyone knows she and her subject are pure BS? Could it be? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that might be it. I don't know. You might have something there, Dinesh. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, the Green New Deal was an abysmal, fa- uh, abysmal failure. Now the documentary about the Green New Deal, also an abysmal failure. Isn't that interesting how that works? It's so inspiring. To see these, these brave young women who've accomplished nothing and lead no one and think of nothing for themselves. It's amazing to see how they repeat the talking points that Greta Thunberg has been saying for the last four years endlessly, repeatedly, demanding that other people do things for them. And then it doesn't work and we're supposed to be inspired by how brave they were to uh, petulantly complain and, and come up with nothing and achieve nothing. Great. Amazing America, you guys. This is what America is all about. Uh, Meanwhile, Elon Musk reportedly to compete with PayPal with new Twitter payment processing system. Hey, look, things that really built America. Uh, Engineers, men with dreams and ideas, taking risks, building things, entrepreneurs, (laughs) developing creative solutions to problems. Of course, that's why he's hated. Twitter CEO Elon Musk made a comment on Tuesday that seemed to indicate the firm would be working on a payment processing system that would directly compete with PayPal. Elon Musk was one of the founders of PayPal, previously called X.com, which was then bought by eBay in 2002 for $1.5 billion. Twitter user at CB underscore Doge wrote, the man who reinvented the payment system back in 1999 is set to do it all again. Musk responded by saying, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. That would be great. An alternative... Uh, Payment system. The problem is that you probably need big banks to cooperate in that, which means they're going to want concessions for their help in that, right? We remember that the cancel culture phenomenon first started with banks demanding places like Patreon remove certain users or they would ban all of Patreon from their credit processing servers. So uh, PayPal or Patreon or any of these payment processing organizations at the behest of the banks started to implement speech controls even off of their own platform so that's how it all got started that's who invented cancel culture by the way the banks and uh good on uh, elon musk for standing up to all this brilliant stuff that's your daily dispatch i really haven't spent the time i should in the last couple of days talking about infowars md the InfoWars MD product line is a brand new set of supplements that really set a new standard for InfoWars on InfoWarsStore.com. Many of these products can be used not only to relieve the aches and pains of everyday life, but to optimize your body's true potential. The best part is that we're offering these great products with an introductory sale, 25% across the board, because we know that if you try these, you will love them. 
and come back for more. This is the way we create a 360 win. The new InfoWars MD line includes Ageless Vitality Collagen, Mushroom Max Nootropic, Turmeric 95, Better Mood Plus, Nitrix Nitric Boost, Libido RX, Superfood Greens, CBD Full Spectrum 10 milligram gummies and 25 milligram gummies, and the CBD Full Spectrum 1000 milligram. And the CBD stuff, I mean, that's the thing. You think it, at a certain point, it's like, how many supplements can you come up with? How many supplements are there? But the fact is that, you know, as science develops and as studies about certain, you know, chemical compounds or just things that exist in nature uh, actually get studied and the data comes in and you realize that there's, you know, all new vistas to open in the uh, supplement world. So, like, I don't think we have any supplements before this with collagen. I don't think we have uh, the – What's the mushroom and mushroom max nootropics? I know that's another – it's like a nootropic with these mushrooms that are just incredible. We haven't had anything that included these yet. We have incredible nootropics like Brain Force Ultra and Brain Force Plus. They use a you know, variety of different herbs and um, you know, various things with medicinal qualities that have been known for a long time, cold press them and make them. But you know, it doesn't have any of this uh, – So in the mushroom supplement uh, for InfoWars MD – Uses cordyceps, uses reishi, shiitake, yeah. and lion's mane. Okay, yeah, along right, right. With a uh, proprietary blend of a couple other um, mushrooms. But yes, these are all extracts, meaning that they're more potent and you're more likely to get a therapeutic effect. Yeah, that's great. So I know like lion's mane is, is a really, really popular one, reishi as well. So this has like multiple, this has all of those various, you know, nootropic mushrooms. Uh, you extract the essential ingredients from it and uh, combine them all together. So yeah, you know, while Infowars store has always had a, a you know huge selection of great supplements, all of these are like brand new. They're ones that we've never <laughs> we've never done before. They're ingredients that we've never put in anything, and can be really incredibly powerful. I mean, CBD. That's another one. We have callers all the time saying, "Why doesn't Infowars have?" A CBD supplement. Well, now we do. Infowarsstore.com. Infowars MD on sale right now. Introductory price. It's hard to believe sometimes that we are still live on air, broadcasting free worldwide. And it seems quite real that things can change in an instant. Things are getting very weird, and it's definitely more difficult than ever to even know what's going on. But we'll keep doing our best so long as you keep us on the air. And you can do that now at InfoWarsStore.com. Help us clear out our stock of bodies turmeric, vitamin C with zinc, and alpha power. Turn those shady Federal Reserve notes into the highest quality supplements available while they still last. Now, with free shipping, we thank you for your support. And we wish you a very peaceful, happy, and Merry Christmas. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the American Journal. Harrison Smith here. We're going to open up the phone lines here nice and early today since we'll be joined by Sophie Corcoran. The 9.30 hour. Give us a call about 
whatever you want. Sort of not the not the craziest news day. No Twitter leaks to get into. No no major revelations uh, about you know anything other than just the typical drip of you know learning about vaccine heart damage and all this other stuff. We achieved so, nuclear fusion the other day. Well, yes, it was. It was. Uh, f- they finally decided to reveal that we've achieved nuclear fusion <laughs> the other day. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe we'll get into that uh, a little bit later. No, there, there, there's still a lot of uh, news to get to, and I have a ton of videos. Uh, but I do want to hear from you. Give us a call one eight seven 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 eight nine two five three nine. That's one eight seven 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 eight nine two five three nine. Meantime, I want to. Well, frankly, I want to mock this Twitter user. That's what I want to spend my time doing because I really think it gives you a perfect, clear view as to where we are, who our enemies are in their souls, like what they're really all about. For some reason, it was uh, producer uh, Scott. Scott, our producer, liked this girl's um, tweet, which is how it popped up on my feed. I clicked on her profile because, to be honest with you, She was saying something political. I wasn't even really reading what she was saying, but it was something political, and she's a a pretty blonde girl. So I just assumed she'd be a conservative. I assumed she'd be a conservative user. Uh, Being pretty and talking politics, you you assume that's conservative. But uh, no, she's the worst of the worst. Her name's Erica Marsh at Erica Report on Twitter. And again, so I just – you know, I saw a pretty hilarious tweet from this woman. And then just scrolling down her feed, I really started to understand, you know, what's – What's going on in the mind of liberals? So her description is proud Democrat, former field organizer to elect President Biden, volunteer for the Obama Foundation. She slash her Gen Z. I mean, you know, aside from missing the uh, I'm vaxxed and Ukrainian flag that she is about as typical of a liberal as you can get. This was the original tweet that I wanted to sort of respond to because I think it's sort of important to recognize, you know, how the arguments are being made to general people out there. Just how wrong they are. Erica Marsh says the Republican Party's platform is to ban abortion, books, black history, gay rights, birth control and marriage equality. Besides all of this, the Republican Party says they're all about freedom. Now, notice she has 70,000 Twitter followers and can't get 400 likes on this type of uh, ridiculous pandering. But this is the argument – again, it's not about Erica Marsh. It's that she is an NPC who says all the things that everybody else says. So it's not even about her. It's about the, the hive mind that she is possessed by. What is the Republican Party's platform? I can tell you what I would like the Republican Party's platform to be. I'd like for it to be you know, national security, shutting down the border, you know, tough on crime, protect innocent people, protect innocent life. Uh, get our country back on the right track in terms of education. We want to create engineers and scientists, not brainwashed liberal foot soldiers. But I guess because the liberals get to you know control the messaging, it, it gets all controlled this way. But just going through each one of these topics, is the Republicans' platform to ban abortion? We certainly want you know less abortions than previous. But are we the ones that went insane with it, or are you people the ones who are passing laws to provide nine-month abortions and even 10-month abortions after the baby is born? Like somebody has to stop you psychopaths. We're not the ones that went crazy and wanted to 
put women in veils and force them to, you know, birth children against their will. It's never the argument. It's that if you are taking the step of getting pregnant, you have a responsibility to deal with that without resorting to murder. I don't think that's such a extreme stance. An extreme stance would be saying that you can kill a nine-month-old baby that could easily survive outside of the womb, but you're going to chop it up with metal tools and sell it to the highest bidder. That's insane, creepy, destructive, horrific, and wrong. So again, this isn't Republicans out there just like, we want to control women's body. It's that the leftists have gone absolutely insane on abortion, and somebody has to stand up to you because you are death-worshipping psychopaths. Do we want to ban books? I don't know. You look at who's banning books these days, it is 100% the left. You're banning Dr. Seuss and To Kill a Mockingbird and Tom Sawyer because you're so scared of offending certain people. Then you have your organizations go and put in, you know, Timmy likes to wear a dress in the elementary school library, and parents go, we don't want our kids being forced to read this stuff, and then you act like they're burning books. So it's just everything these people say, you know, black history, we want to ban black history. Again, I grew up learning all about black history. I'd say I probably learned more about black history than any other type of history growing up. We learned all of the black leaders. We learned all of the, we learned all about slavery. We learned all about emancipation. We learned all about civil rights. I mean, everything, everything, it was all a part of our curriculum. Nobody had a problem with that. Nobody cared. When you were just teaching history and teaching the different aspects of it, nobody cared. It was all accurate information. It was only when you insane people started telling white kids that they were responsible for you know, slavery in the past and that white people are the only ones who can you know, experience, or, you know, perpetuate racism and that they're evil. When you start incorporating CRT talking points into elementary school curriculum, yeah, we have to stand up to you people. Kanye did prove them wrong there. With what? That only white people can be racist. Well. They also just took down Ben Carson's name off like the Detroit Medical School where he made major breakthroughs. So, yeah, these people don't care about black people at all. Let's just let's move on to some of uh, the other stuff that Eric Amar says, because I thought that was, you know, that was the first one I saw. And it was just sort of typical, you know, again, they cause problems. They create all sorts of issues where they inject their leftist destructive socialist ideology into elementary schools and then just standing up to try to prevent them from brainwashing your children they say you're the bad person and you're a book burner i mean it's so typical but it maybe doesn't get more typical than this uh she makes sure to come out and say my pronouns are she slash her i believe in science and i support dr fauci yes i'm sure you do you robot for the past couple weeks she says i've been seeing on my twitter feed all i've been seeing on my twitter feed are posts from ultra right from right-wing ultra-MAGA accounts who I would never follow, anybody else seeing the same. Again, it's sort of interesting. Has anybody experienced this? Yeah, we all experienced it. Yes, for the first 10 years that we used Twitter, we all experienced having people that we don't follow of an alternative political view force-fed into our newsfeed. Uh, the thing is that that's because the people at Twitter were manipulating it to make it more popular and to force it into your feed. Now, all of those moves have been removed, all of those you know, algorithmic uh, uh, nudges have been removed. And so now you're just seeing Twitter when people just naturally are responding to the things and, and posting the things that uh, get popular. So now that all of the 
control and the censorship has been removed, you're seeing what people actually want to say. But this is, this is the real point of all this. Let's just read a few. Uh, these are some of her tweets, right? Breaking. A federal judge has refused to hold Donald Trump's legal team in contempt for failing to, supply, to comply with a subpoena to turn over all classified documents in May. Retweet if the judge should be disbarred. Okay, so not only should Trump go to prison, his lawyers should be punished. And if the judge doesn't punish the lawyers, the judge should be disbarred. Donald Trump's Save America PAC is now being investigated by the Department of Justice, and a federal grand jury has already been impaneled. Have they done anything illegal? Of course not, but it doesn't mean they're not being investigated, threatened with jail. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy is on the short list of probable criminal referrals made by the January 6th committee. Anybody else think Marjorie Taylor Greene could be the alleged D.C. bomber? These are the types of conspiracy, baseless, wild-eyed conspiracy theories that the left comes up with. She says it's increasingly clear every single one of Donald Trump's properties needs to be searched. Retweet if you think all Trump's properties should be searched. Search them all. Screw his privacy. Screw the fact he's a private citizen. Search him. Investigate him. Surveil him. Arrest his legal team. Disbar the judge that doesn't punish him enough. We're going to continue because literally the entire feed tells you what's really happening in this world, what's really happening in this country, and it's unhinged persecution of conservatives. Ladies and gentlemen, InfoWars Live products have always been the highest quality, triple tested, and you've seen the rave reviews. But doing deep research, we made contact with the top company in the United States, and it turned out they were supplying almost all the raw materials to the companies that we were already using. So we've gone directly to the source, and that means we can give you lower prices on the very same high-quality supplements, and in some cases, even better. Introducing InfoWars MD at InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWars MD exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com has 10 new products. Turmeric 95, Libido RX, Better Mood, Nitric Boost, Mushroom Max, Anotropic, Angels Vitality Collagen, Superfood Greens, and more. Just take the Superfood Greens. This is the highest quality greens out there, and it's at a price way, way lower than the same product on store shelves for up to twice the cost. Find InfoWars MD at InfoWars Store. Why don't we talk about cryptocurrency? Because one of the ways that your audience, you encourage your audience to give you money is in cryptocurrency donations, right? Yes. And you have a page on your website that's just for cryptocurrency donations, right? Infowars.com forward slash crypto. Is that a little advertisement just there? Well, we're fighting the deep state. We need okay. money. All right. This is it. Give crypto fun Infowars. Sponsor us with Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, right? That will end up as a clip on your show tonight. Your advertisement for your cryptocurrency page. You know... I mean, I mean, people want to keep us in the fight. So I, I, I mean, I hope whoever the big whales are, they'll give us money before we keep doing it. We'll just keep, we'll just keep minting money as you're in this courtroom. Objection, Judge. All right, let's move on. And people care about the First Amendment. And- you're listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Folks, so I'm, I'm going to take your phone calls uh, this segment, but I want to just quickly go through this um, Erica Marsh Twitter feed. Again, not even because of anything she says. It's more just documentation of what's actually going on. So we'll try to go through these quickly just to get the bird's eye view of all of it. But first, again, just how we 
like why we're talking about this, it's because leftists have a problem. They're very easily misled. They're very easily uh, controlled. Their their minds are are not their own. They are simply uh, vessels to be filled with whoever is you know most manipulative to them. So again, observe the quantifiable impact of the open borders psyop attitudes on immigration. Here you can see. Uh, percentage of voters who said they would like to see immigration increased. And it's the shocking part, of course, is this rise from white Democrats who went from in 2012, went from under 20 percent, more like 15 percent approval to 56 percent in just six years. So this is just a massive spike, again, representing that this wasn't some naturally occurring revelation these people had. It's just they turn on the propaganda spout and certain people fall for it and other people don't see the white republican approval rating sort of vacillates from 92 to 18 anywhere between about five percent and ten percent but never goes outside of that bound see they're not affected by the propaganda they just believe something and it doesn't matter what the propaganda is they just continue to believe that thing Uh, democrats however massively influenced when they're told to think something other than what they do and you see just the massive spike. So again, it's not that it's not that this is a slowly naturally progressing sort of revelation that the Democrats have made. It's just the people in power have said time to turn the Democrats into racists and all the Democrats just responded to that like robots. Didn't happen with Republicans because Republicans don't respond to, you know, social pressure in that way. We have actually firmly held beliefs and principles that can't be swayed by you know, child level propaganda. So let's go we'll – just, we'll just cruise through some of these, and we'll just see not only what you know, Democrats – who Democrats want to have punished despite not committing a crime, but also just what the powers that be, how they are launching attacks against dissidents on every front continuously. Okay, So just as a quick little refresher, we'll start over and just continue on. A federal judge has refused to hold Donald Trump's legal team in contempt for failing to supply with a subpoena. The judge should be disbarred. The judge should be disbarred for not uh, holding Trump's legal team in contempt. Uh, Donald Trump's Save America PAC is now being investigated by the Department of Justice, and a grand jury has already been impaneled. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy is on the short list of probable criminal referrals to be made by the January 6th committee. Nothing to do with it. Sort of hated by MAGA people. It doesn't matter. They'll punish him anyway. Does anyone think Marjorie Taylor Greene could allegedly be the D.C. bomber? Again, these are the types of just hilariously mad uh, conspiracy theories they come up with. It's increasingly clear that every single one of Donald Trump's properties needs to be searched. They should search all of his properties apparently. Fox News lost its NewsGuard certification of being factually reliable. Fox News should be taken off the air. Art Institute of Chicago just revoked Kanye's West, Kanye West's honorary doctorate degree. Loves that in favor of it. The January 6th committee is considering making criminal referrals for at least five individuals, including Donald Trump, Rudy Giuliani, Mark Meadows, John Eastman, and Jeffrey Clark. The Chicago Tribune, Chicago's largest newspaper, officially called for Donald Trump's name to be removed from his Twitter front uh, tower after he called for terminating the uh, con- uh, terminating the Constitution. Retweet if you support removing Trump's name from the tower. Uh, former U.S. Attorney Preet Bahara predicts the DOJ is on a path to charge Trump, uh, Trump criminally. Former United States Attorney General Barbara McQuaid said there's enough evidence to charge John Trump with manslaughter for his delay in calling off the January 6th mob. 
So they want to—they're shutting down his pack. They want to remove his uh, name from the towers that he built. They want to bankrupt him, disbar his lawyers, disbar the judges that uh, rule on his cases, charge him with manslaughter, just whatever. It just doesn't matter. Like the, you know, the point of all of this is that these people are just despicable tyrants. They're just authoritarian scumbags that want to use all of the power of the state to target all of their enemies, regardless of whether their enemies have actually done anything wrong or not. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're Donald Trump or his lawyer or somebody he had dinner with once. They want you utterly and totally destroyed. They want your name removed from your accomplishments. They want your uh, degrees revoked, your, your job lost, your bank account shut. They want complete and total submission from every single person in this country. And if they don't get it, then they go insane and feel like they're the ones being attacked. It's absolutely insane. Brett Kavanaugh's association with figures such as Matt Gates, Sebastian Borka, uh, Gorka, uh, Eric Prince, and other far-right Republicans is compelling reason to consider expanding the Supreme Court. Remember, laws mean nothing, rules mean nothing. Change everything for your immediate benefit. This is the mindset of these people. January 6th committee says it will release its final report along with a list of criminal referrals on December 21st. Raise your hand if you want to see Trump criminally uh, referred. Obviously, we get it. We get it. You want Trump arrested. You don't care what it's for. You just don't like him. So whatever, bend the rules, violate the law, uh, blackmail him, frame him. It doesn't matter to you people. You're just... You're just psychopaths. Every Republican congressman who met with Trump's chief of staff, Mark Meadows, to help turn the 2020 election should be immediately expelled from Congress. Jared Kushner is now under investigation by two congressional committees for improperly influencing U.S. tax trade and national security policies. Mark Meadows needs to be in prison now. Marjorie Taylor Greene needs to be arrested for inciting violence. Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has called on Supreme Court Clarence Justice Thomas to resign. Uh, retweet if it's a yes with AOC. Jack Smith has issued a grand jury subpoena to Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger. Looks like ja uh, Jack Smith is not messing around and Trump's in big trouble. He's in big trouble. Uh, tax fraud is how you bring down gangsters. Just wait. Donald Trump's going to prison. Okay, I thought he was a murderer. I thought he was manslaughter. I thought he caused an insurrection. No, sorry. Go after him for tax fraud. Whatever it is, doesn't matter. Shut down his pack. Investigate his pack. Investigate his property. Search his properties. Disbar his lawyers. Uh, throw anyone that's ever talked to him in jail. These are, this is the mindset of these people. And again, these are things that are actually happening. They really are impaneling grand jury investigations. They really are arresting Donald Trump supporters. So, I mean, this we're just giving a view into what it's like to be in a country that is turning from one of freedom and liberty to one of total control, subjection, authoritarianism, tyranny, where your every thought is policed by the you know, powers that be for conformity. And if you don't conform, then they destroy you, destroy your life, destroy your heritage, throw you in jail, abuse you abominably, and laugh while they do it. Just so we understand the real seriousness of this mindset that they've concocted in America. It continues. How can the DOJ arrest Sam Bankman-Fried lightning fast if they can't run, uh, arrest Donald Trump after years of investigation? Well, the problem is all those investigations declared Trump innocent. So, yeah, it's – I know it's confusing. It's very confusing for you young ladies, but it's um, actually not that complicated. If you have an investigation and there's no evidence of a crime, you don't arrest the person. Hope I cleared that up for you. Marjorie Taylor Greene joked about murdering members of Congress. She should be expelled from Congress immediately. Of course she should. Uh, 2000. 319 texts from Marks Meadows have just been made public showing 34 Republican congressmen texting him about planning January 6th. Mark Meadows must be indicted. And why not throw all of the 34 Republicans that he texted with in jail too? 
Republicans are warning the DOJ that indictment of Trump would trigger a political war. Who thinks the D- DOJ should ignore empty Republican threats and indict Trump? See, they're not scared. They're not scared of a civil war. They're not scared of Republicans. They're not frightened of violating the law and being held to account for it. They understand they can do whatever they want if they have the power to do it. Raise your hand if you'd like to see the Biden administration strip Elon Musk companies of his government contracts and subsidies. Oh, she was all about Elon Musk when he was you know, providing Starlink for Ukraine. She loved the guy back then, but it doesn't matter how much good stuff you do for these people. It doesn't matter how much you help them. It doesn't matter if you align with them 99% of the time. If you're not with them 100% of the time, they'll investigate your company, shut it down, delete government contracts, whatever they need to do to pressure you into submission, they'll do it. Prominent attorneys are investigating whether Elon Musk lied on his application for U.S. citizenship. If it shows that he lied anywhere on his application, it's likely he could be stripped of his U.S. citizenship and deported. Again, not for lying on citizenship papers, but for buying Twitter and revealing their corruption internally. Over 300 current or former employees of the U.S. Department of Homeland Security appeared on the internal rosters of the Oath Keepers. Again, they were a legal militia and a non-governmental charity, basically. So nothing wrong with that. But of course, she wants them all arrested, disbarred, kicked out, whatever. 34 Congress members and Supreme Court Justice's wife actively plotted an insurrection. They should all be arrested and tried for treason. They should all all be hung. They should all be slaughtered for daring to question an election. President Biden says that Elon Musk's cooperation and relationship with Russia, China, and Saudi Arabia are, quote, worth being looked at. Retweet if you agree with President Biden. Prominent attorneys are investigating whether Elon Musk lied on his citizenship. We just read that one. I'm not interested in Hunter Biden's laptop, but I am interested in Jenny Thomas's text. So again, just as as the cherry on top of the tyranny Sunday. It's just, you know, whether it's Elon Musk or Donald Trump or Mark Meadows or Rudy Giuliani, people that have done unrelenting good for America because they are of a different political uh, you know, mindset than this woman. And, and most of the people that you know, think like her, including all of the Democratic politicians, the spy state, the media, like they all agree with this woman that if you disagree with them, you should have your, your name removed from your accomplishments. You should be disbarred. You should have your – you know, uh, privileges revoked. You should have your citizenship stripped from you. Your company should be, you know, disbarred from doing business in this country. Your children should be slaughtered. You should be, you know, silenced, put in prison, tortured. It doesn't matter to these people. It's open tyranny. This is happening in the United States already. They're already doing it. Because you want it, here's another one just for you. Because without you, It would truly be a blue Christmas. But thank God that we have you, all of us, awakening and vibrant souls all over the earth. It's your love, our love, that makes all of this possible. And if you feel like showing us some love today and help keep us on the air, you can do so at InfoWarsStore.com. Products that will make your life better and allow us to keep broadcasting free worldwide. We are all in this together through thick and thin. On behalf of the whole crew, we love you and we thank you for your support. tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. 
Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, folks. Let's go directly out to your phone calls now. Justin in Wisconsin has called about Elon's Twitter purchase deals and Starlink. Thanks for calling in, Justin. You're on the air about Elon Musk. Hi, Harrison. Thanks for everything you do. Sure. Um, I'd like to bring up something that I ha- I don't believe I've heard anyone bring up, and that was that during the time of uh, the launch of the first Starlink satellite, <clears throat> uh, I went and checked on the Starlink website, and you couldn't order anything. It just had a description of what the intentions were, and Starlink's intentions at that time were to provide a social media network that would be run based on a cryptocurrency that people would be able to be paid based on their purchases. Now, with the news today that uh, Musk is going to compete with PayPal and all that other thing, it seems like he's moving in this direction. Um, Yeah. That's interesting. And of course, you know, Elon Musk has said before that purchasing Twitter was just one step towards creating what he called X, the everything app. And that, of course, was the original name of PayPal as well, X.com. So, I mean, clearly Elon Musk has had a vision for something like this for a long time and is just sort of putting the pieces in to, in gather, uh, together to create it. I hadn't heard that about Starlink, though. That's interesting. Yeah, this this this, this combobulated kind of thing that's going on with, you know, uh, looks like he's doing everything kind of in this weird order and people don't make sense of it. It's I, I think he's just putting all the pieces together. Harrison, if I had one more opportunity just to bring up something about a verse that people keep bringing up, I'd love, like to make that point, too. Sure. All right, great. Uh, so the Revelation 18.23 that people bring up, it ends, For your merchants were the great men of the earth, for by your sorcery all nations were deceived. Now, a week ago, maybe two, you mentioned somebody brought this up, and you, you were rightfully, you know, tampering down, you know, the excitement of possibility being this time. But I do want to point out that where it says, for your merchants were the great men of the earth. Now, there's been no time in human history where that's been possible. It's always been kings, emperors, their lackeys who have been the great men of the earth. But this time is the first time with Elon Musk and Big Pharma and all those where the great men of the earth are the merchants. They are vendors. They do everything. So the Bible is unlocking today. Mm. And, and, and things are happening now that could have never happened before. So I just want people out there to, to you know, it is a, it is a prophe- prophecy in itself for people to go, you know, people have been saying this forever and it's not going to, it, it, it never happened. That was in Jude. The time is on us. I say we, we keep our eyes open. And yeah, I don't know if you get the Starlink or not, but uh, that'll depend on your trust in Elon Musk. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. I mean, it's not just, you know, what you mentioned about the merchants, but also, you know, the stuff that's described in Revelation seems to be like he seems to be describing technology that hasn't existed until right now. I mean, the technology to guarantee the mark of the beast never existed before, you know, these days. So yeah, even Jesus told us to watch. And how would have anybody had been able to watch the events of the world to be able to get a gauge of it until this time? Yeah, absolutely. I just, you know, one thing that bothers me in all the the prophesying when it comes to the religious stuff, I saw a video yesterday, the day before, where it's a preacher going, going, things are getting so bad, God is about to, about to get involved. And it's just like, no, he's not. I I mean, do people not realize this is like 
contradictory to the basics of Christian theology. Like the the entire point of the flood story, you know, one of one of the main takeaways from it, right? He puts the rainbow as a sign to say, "I'll never do this again." So it's like God makes this covenant with humanity, going, "I'm not going to do this again. I'm not going to get directly involved like I just did flooding the earth. I'm not going to do that ever again." And you've got modern, you know, day preachers who are seeing things line up with the Book of Revelations, and they're like, "God's about to flood the earth." It's like, no, he's not. He said he would never do that again. So why are you telling your followers that this is about to happen? And uh, really, I think a lot of Christians, especially in America, are are being set up. I mean, a lot of evangelical places I see videos all the time. They really think that like the next big thing that's going to happen is Jesus coming. No, that. You're watching the American Journal with your host Harrison Smith. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Second hour of the American Journal has begun. We'll go to your phone calls here in just a second. We got a lot of videos to go to, and I uh, think I probably should. I think I should probably go to a few of these. Let's start with clip number. Well, let's start with clip number four. Uh, Biden gave a speech. You know, has Biden given a single press conference as president? I don't. I'm not sure he has. Maybe like one or two. Maybe he had like one like early on in his presidency. It's just they're they're slowly but surely just disappearing Biden from public life. You know, like in the beginning, you'd get like a a random appearance where he'd be like staggering around, walking like walking aimlessly around the White House, the helicopter in the background. They'd be asking him questions, and he would spout something incoherent, and then like a bunny rabbit would have to come up and drag him away. Like there there was at least a little while where. He was, you know, would make the occasional appearance and then like that every once a week became every two weeks, became once a month. Now it's been like two months. Now it's just we just don't see President Biden. He just hangs out in Delaware, hooked up to his uh, adrenochrome life extension technology machine and uh, getting plastic surgery. And he's either there or he's at Camp David doing God knows what with children. I mean, who even knows what this guy gets up to? Uh, but it's like, you don't see him anyway. He's just like not there anymore. And this is, this is ideal for the powers that be. This is ideal for the unelected controllers of this nation. Just have the official president of the United States, just not even in the mix, just not even, not even making decisions, not talking to anybody, not confronting the press. And you just stonewall the press, keep completely silent to the public. And, uh, you just get to operate without oversight, with total impunity. It's it's really convenient for them. I congratulate them in, in setting this up. It's a little bit frustrating to those of us who would rather have a country run by a human being. But he did make an appearance. He made an appearance yesterday, although sort of mysterious. Let's go first to clip number five here. This is Biden at the um, gay event yesterday. It was in celebration of uh, of the marriage bill. You know. We are on the on the brink of uh, nuclear war with Russia. 
there is this war in Ukraine that's uh, out of control. The, the border is completely open at this point. Videos every single day of just thousands of people pouring across the border, being bussed actually by Mexico. Of course, the crime rate is still uh, absolutely out of control. There is a total crisis of mental illness in this country. The birth rate has uh, the birth rates have collapsed, and we are entering into a real catastrophe of uh, population. The point is that there's a lot of things that the American government should be focused on, should be helping the American people to deal with. Uh, instead, the only things they seem to be doing is holding drag queen story time hour and uh, celebrating gay marriage, which has been around for the last 10 years. So again, just this is just very bizarre living in a country where you have so many problems and your government just spends all of their time virtue signaling about uh, butt sex. Like it's just the weirdest thing ever. It's so bizarre. So um, we're so Weimar. We're so Weimar right now, you guys. Let's go to clip number. F- Let's go to clip number five here. Uh, here's Biden just again, just like wandering around, and nobody even looks at him. Let's watch. There he is, a bunch of little kids. He's like carrying around toys. Kids literally aren't even looking at him. Nobody's looking at him. Nobody cares. The President of the United States just wandering aimlessly around. My God, who let him in a room with all of those children? What were you thinking? (laughs) I'm glad we're keeping an eye on him. I'm glad somebody's watching him, but uh, nobody seems to care that he's there. Let's go to clip number... uh, Let's go to to clip number six here, shall we? For no reason. Let's just go to clip number six. Justice Thomas went even further, and he wrote the following quote. We should reconsider all the court's substantive due process presidents, including Griswold, Lawrence, Obergefell. That means he thinks we should reconsider whether you've got the right access to to contraception. And yes, we should reconsider whether you have the right to marry who you love. And that's not only the challenge ahead. When a person can be married in the morning and thrown out of a restaurant for being gay in the afternoon, this is still wrong. Again, you just struggle to even... Like what... Democrats literally live in a fantasy world. It's very hard to get through to people that do not live in reality. They live in a world that doesn't exist. They live in a world where the number one threat to Americans that the Congress needs to focus on is lynching. Hasn't been a lynching in 40 years probably. But that's what, they're, that's what they like to focus on. Where gay people are kicked out of restaurants for, for simply who they love. Doesn't happen. What are you talking about? They just – they live in a fantasy world. See, they are – they only – their only power is as victims. Their only power is if they can present themselves as standing up against some oppressive force. That oppressive force doesn't exist, so they just make things up. They just live in a world of total ridiculous fantasy where white supremacists are a, an existential danger to the country, where January 6th was an, an insurrection and the, the day was saved by the brave Capitol police. Like just nothing, nothing they believe is real. Nothing the, – their conception of the world doesn't exist. Black people are not like attacked for walking down the street in white neighborhoods. It's the other way around, right? There's not just like – vicious racist out there like not giving black people home loans like it just doesn't exist 
Does it might have 60 years ago? It might have something like that may have existed somewhere in this country. And so they have to keep bringing up this specter to give any meaning to their pointless virtue signaling. It doesn't matter. Nobody cares anymore. But that's not exactly true, is it? That's not exactly true. This type of oppression does exist in this world. This type of bigotry does exist in this world. It just comes from the other direction. Again, it's just – it's almost like – I don't know. It's, it's not that they just don't know what's going on or making things up. It's – everything is the inverse of what they believe. It is truly an inverted mirror image world that they occupy. And it's just, it's just funny how they do this, how they say, you know, President Biden, the quote he just said was, when a person could be married in the morning and thrown out of a restaurant for being gay in the afternoon, this is still wrong. Okay, doesn't happen, never happens. It's never happened once. Like it just doesn't, doesn't exist, hasn't happened since probably the, you know, 70s. I don't know. N- nobody cares. Also, like, how, how does anybody know if you're gay? Like, well, what are you even talking about? You're like making out with a guy in a restaurant. I could see how they would, but like, uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. But it's it's just very ironic because, of course, three days ago, we covered this story. Restaurant denies Christian group service over its anti-abortion and LGBTQ stances. So Joe Biden gets up there and talks about gay people being kicked out of a restaurant for being gay. Never happens. But three days ago, a restaurant kicked out a conservative Christian group for not being gay. So oh my th- gosh, by the way, this is actually mind-blowing because it took place in the Bronx, but a gay New York City couple were asked to leave a restaurant. For being gay? In 2021. For being gay, though? Yes, yes, for being gay. For being gay. They just, they didn't say anything, they didn't do anything the people in the restaurant just somehow knew they were gay and kicked them out. That's what you're telling me? Yep, according to NBC. But, oh, but NBC. that's pretty mind-blowing. They had to have been pretty gay to get kicked out of a restaurant in New York City. I, I, li- I literally do not believe that story even, even a little bit. I'll tell you what happened. A couple of gay guys were being annoying in a restaurant in the Bronx, got kicked out, went to the news, and said they kicked us out for being gay. That's what happened there. I don't even have to see the story. Let's bring up the story. We'll see how right I am about this. Can you all bring up this story? So again. We're pulling it up. Yeah, it doesn't exist. It doesn't happen. Never happens. Not the world we live in. The world that we do live in is Christians get kicked out of restaurants. White people can get kicked out of restaurants. People who refuse to wear masks get kicked out of restaurants. We get kicked out of restaurants. We're going to look at this during the break, and we're going to see how stupid and nonsensical this story is. It's not true, I guarantee you that. Until about 150 years ago, cultures all over the world believed that people got sick and died in many cases in the winter because of something called vapors. They associated these poisonous vapors with cold weather. Of course, it wasn't the cold weather or catching a chill that killed people. What was killing people was a lack of vitamin D3. You see, the sun 
via your skin helps your body produce vitamin D3. But if you're not getting enough sun, you will not produce vitamin D3, and then it's very easy for viruses and other things to start replicating and taking your body over. So now it's more important than ever, because the winter's here, to take high-quality vitamin D3, and we have the best with our vitamin D3 gummies with calcium for better upload into your body for 50% off at InfoWarsStore.com with promo code 1776. Don't wait. Support the InfoWar and your immune system with vitamin D3 gummies at InfoWarsStore.com. It's the fourth coin that we've released in the last year, and I believe the most powerful, the man in the arena coin, Teddy Roosevelt. Citizen of a republic, the man in the arena. There's only 10,000 of this coin in existence in the world. It will never be made again. It's not just an amazing historic coin. It funds the information war against the globalist. This is something you want to hand down to your grandchildren. This is something you want to own. And as a fundraiser, it is funding the information war against the globalist. Ladies and gentlemen, 10,000 coins are available. They'll sell out very quickly. Please be part of history. And thank you all for your support. You can go to 1776coin.com or you can go to PatriotCollectibles.com and secure this coin. There's only 10,000 of this coin in existence and it funds the info war. Man in the Arena coin, Teddy Roosevelt, 1770. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Well, I regret to inform you that I'm right again. Sorry. Gosh, sorry, you guys. I could just, I, just, I have this ability. I don't know what it is. I don't know. It's a supervision of some sort. I can hear a headline and just know it's raw, it's false without even reading the context. That's how I do most of my news gathering. I read, I read the headline. I understand immediately what the entire story says. And I just have to go through and, uh, and look at it. I don't know. I don't know why this stuff isn't obvious to other. So the the headline is: Gay couple says they were kicked out of NYC restaurant due to sexuality. Interesting way of phrasing that. Couple little couple little tricks they use, right? It doesn't say that a gay couple what gay couple was kicked out. It says a gay couple says they were kicked out. See that way they cover. That's why what you walk away with is thinking the gay people have been kicked out of a restaurant for being gay. That's not what they said, is it? What they said was that gay people said they were kicked out of a restaurant. For sexuality. As it turns out. Not exactly the same. They were just mocked by a Puerto Rican. It turns out that they were just mocked by a Puerto Rican grandmother and not kicked out and actually offered free food by the restaurant. That's what the article says. Wow. Oh, no. Oh, I'm so sorry. How will you ever survive? But Harrison, it's actually so common that so uh, common. back in 2014. Um, we have to pass a law. Uh, there was a gay couple that was kicked out of Big Earl's. Well, I mean, clearly the Constitution has to be destroyed. Gay Earl kicked out a gay or Big Earl kicked out a gay couple. My yeah, God, Earl ain't gay. Okay, Big Earl sounds gay, but he's not. You go to Slate Magazine. The headline reads: We're not going to Slate Magazine. We're sticking with this NBC. This is the one you brought up. <laughs> we're, you brought up this one. You're trying to get out of it now. That you recognize it's not it's not real. So we're gonna just prove how right I was. Of course. A gay New York City couple says they were harassed and asked to leave a restaurant this month because of their sexuality. Nelson Alaya and Jamel Brown Jr., who live in the Bronx, say the incident happened at the nearby Puerto Rican restaurant La Isla Chuchafrito. They say, the, into the picture. they say the woman who worked behind the counter made homophobic remarks after they'd ordered. My God. 
Would you serve them, Harrison? They were just there making out with each other, and somebody didn't like it. This is a news story. In a video taken by Elia and shared with NBC News, the employee can be heard saying, hombre, mujer, repeatedly, which translates into man, woman. She then says in a mix of English and Spanish, everything correct, my family, hombre, mujer, nino, niña, adding Spanish words for boy and girl. In a separate video shot by Elia, the woman can be heard repeatedly apologizing. So this is, oh, this is it. This is, oh, thank God. We've, we've finally defeated the oppression of Puerto Rican grandmothers. Finally, the real power center in this country, the Puerto Rican grandmothers, your power is not good anymore. You're going to get rid of your power to say things like boy and girl. No, you can't say boy, girl. That's illegal now. Okay, Puerto Rican grandmother, you can't say that. Like what? They, They weren't kicked out. The company, the restaurant has since fired the employee. And, and here's the real point, right? Let's take a look at how these two situations are dealt with, okay? Got two situations. One from a year ago, a gay couple gets told by a Puerto Rican grandmother that boys and girls are different. And it's an outrage, and the restaurant fires the woman, and they apologize. They said they apologized. They offered us a free meal. But this is not something that should just go away. They refuse to accept the apology, for this Puerto Rican grandmother saying, a boy, girl, a boys and girls are different. <laughs> and they're just like, no, this will not stand. They're like, please, free food. We're sorry. Just whatever we could do. Don't send the gay mafia after us. They're like, sorry, sorry. You should embrace our love. And if you don't, we will destroy you. We are the beleaguered minority. Incredible. So they don't accept the apology. The woman gets fired. New York state law, they launch lawsuits. They have legal recourse. They filed a complaint against them. Uh, again, the restaurant is just like on its knees begging, please, for the love of God, we, do, we don't – please don't destroy our company. And they're just like, you, you will, you will bow to us. You will be destroyed. Uh, so there's been rallies with LGBTQ activists outside of the restaurant. The protest will encourage business owners and managers to provide better training for their employees. Uh, you know, it's just outrage, fury. They fire the person. They apologize. They probably have to host a drag queen story time now just to prove that they are, in fact, not blasph- blasphemous against the state religion of butt sex. It's just they – are you the, keep leaving out oral sex. Okay? Whatever they have to do, all oral sex. That's not necessarily. That's not necessarily. I guess. Well, whatever. Some some are probably you know, exclusively. We oral. can we can get into we can get into uh, that. I'd rather not. I understand that these are sacraments. I understand that these are religious activities for you people, but uh, they're confusing for me. All right. So can we get into the 2014? No, we're not getting incident? into the 2014. We're comparing what happened with Dude, the New York. So rampant. Look. Just just compare, gay couple gets told by a Puerto Rican woman that uh, boys are girls and girls are boys, and it's outrage, woman fired, restaurant destroyed, uh, you know, the law gets involved, there's rallies, it's just insane. Meanwhile, a restaurant denies Christian group service over its anti-abortion and LGBTQ stances. Uh, they, so this was when a faith-based group was denied service at a Richmond, Virginia restaurant. They're speaking out against what they call the bigoted decision by the eatery to cancel its reservation. Do you think that the eatery offered free food? Do you think that they apologized? Do you think that they fired the employee that you know refused these people service? Or do you think they doubled down by saying we are an ex- inclusive establishment? 
Recently, we refused service to a group that had booked an event with us after the owners of Metzger found out it was a group of donors to a political organization that seeks to deprive women and LGBTQ persons of their basic human rights in Virginia. The move is consistent with Metzger's past practice and was made out of respect for its staff. We have always refused service to anyone making our staff uncomfortable or unsafe, and this was the driving force behind our decision. All of our staff are people with rights who deserve dignity in a safe work environment. (laughs) It's <laughs> just like sounds pretty faithophobic to me. Yeah, it sounds a little Christophobic, if you ask me. So again, it's just the the difference of of attitude where it's just like you could you'd have exactly the same statement from Il Ida Cocha Frito or whatever it was called. If they were like, our staff deserves to feel comfortable in the place that they work, and they are disturbed by the flagrant display of homophobia or you know homopho- homophobic or what's the term like homosexual activity in the restaurant, and our our workers we will stand by our workers, and they deserve to live and work in a place where they are not assaulted and made to feel uncomfortable by this disgusting display of homosexual affection. It's just like yeah, you know, I don't know half you know one sidedness debate in this argument has all of the the chutzpah you could possibly imagine and the other half is just begging to please for the love of god leave us alone but thank god uh, you know joe biden has uh, passed this law now so never again will uh, flaming homosexuals have to be uh you know disparagingly looked at by a puerto rican grandmother they've been saved the oppression is over meanwhile the you know christians that want to you know, get together and um, have a little party at a restaurant, you will be kicked out, then you will be smeared, and the restaurant will actually, you know, go after you for daring to demand that they accept your view on this spiritual topic. Their view on the spiritual topic is mandated by law, and you'll be sued into oblivion if you dare to contradict it. Uh, But you're just a Christian, so, you know, they get to smear, uh, bar you, block you, refuse to serve you. All of that's totally fine understandable so this is again just like you know scott adams says you know watching two movies on the same screen i don't know one movie is you know petulant oppressive tyrannical the other side just wants to be left alone they're the evil ones apparently i have an extremely important message to all of my fellow info warriors here in the united states and around the world we are so excited to announce InfoWars MD. It turns out the top company in the U.S. for supplements is owned by a patriot. And it turns out they're willing to give us deals that no one else is getting because they want to support InfoWars and keep us on the air. This deal has been a year in the making and finally the products are being brought to market. Up to 50% off what you get on top national brands that are the highest rated under the InfoWars label, InfoWars MD exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. Check out the first of 10 new products at InfoWarsStore.com. Whether it's turmeric or whether it's joint care or whether it is super greens, we have them all at InfoWarsStore.com under the banner of InfoWarsMD. This is the best deal out there, and it keeps InfoWars on the air. InfoWarsMD. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today.
You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is The American Journal. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. My guest is Sophie Corcoran. She's an independent journalist based in the UK. Her Twitter is at SophieLouiseCC. And boy, there's a lot to talk about. Sophie, uh, I originally wanted to have you on about you know what's going on with COP27 and the Great Reset, climate change stuff, uh, the freezing temperatures in UK, but there's a whole other set of issues to talk about. So I'm glad you're on to uh, to you know I, I know you have a great handle on a lot of these things. You stay up to date on a lot of what's happening in UK, which in a lot of ways is just preview of what will eventually happen here in America. Uh, so thank you uh, so much for for coming on. For having me, I always enjoy coming on. Well. I know this morning you tweeted out this video, uh, and if you want to set it up a little bit, this is it has to do with the COVID and COVID vaccine. You say on Twitter, according to a highly respected conservative MP, a highly ranked member of the British Heart Foundation has reportedly conspired to cover up research linking mRNA vaccines to heart inflammation. Uh, let's go ahead and go to this video, and then I want to get your take on the other side. Uh, let's go to clip number one here. Madam Deputy Speaker, it's also been brought to my attention by a whistleblower from a very reliable source that one of these institutions is covering up clear data that reveals the mRNA vaccine increases inflammation of the heart arteries. They are covering this up in fear that they may lose funding from the pharmaceutical industry. The lead of that cardiology cardiology research department has a prominent leadership role uh, with the British Heart Foundation. And I'm very disappointed to say that that he has sent out non-disclosure agreements to his research team to ensure that this important data never sees the light of day. This, Madam Deputy Speaker, is is an absolute disgrace. So So he calls it an absolute disgrace. Uh, Explain, what what context was was that speech just delivered in? So uh, yesterday, his name is Andrew Brigden. He's a a brilliant MP, and he had an entire debate on the ideas of vaccine safety. This was part of a brilliant eight-minute speech, which you would be able to find on YouTube. I couldn't obviously put it on my Twitter because you're only allowed a certain amount of video links. But it's in in effect of, you know, there hasn't been clear communication between potential harms of the vaccines. We had a lot of stories of people who, who... were surviving of vaccine injuries and this came as part of that debate but the British Heart Foundation is the leading heart charity in the UK they do a lot of research about heart disease Um, they tell people how they should live their lives and again so they've they've found this really important piece of research that affects people that have heart problems and has decided to cover it up and in the in the, um, the the broad scope of it it says that they covered it up because the people were worried about losing funding from the pharmaceutical companies. So right. British Heart Foundation were worried about losing their funding from uh, pharmaceutical companies. So therefore made their employees sign NDAs to, to cover it up. That's totally crazy. That, that's part I was going to ask you. I mean, do you really think it's, it's that simple? I mean, it, it almost just boggles my mind. I have trouble wrapping my mind around this, that, that the Heart Association would have evidence that the vaccines cause heart inflammation but they think, but, you know, we get a couple million dollars from the pharmaceutical companies, so let's just cover this up. I mean, is it really that that basic? I mean, is it really just, just about money to these people? I'm having a hard time yeah, just I mean, understanding don't this. Forget, a lot of these charities, um, you know, UNICEF, other really large charities, large influential charities, all of the people that are at the top of these charities are, you know, millionaires. And so it's – but, like, why even run a charity about about – 
you know, heart damage if you're going to cover up damage to the heart. I mean, again, I'm just – it's like – because we, we see this sort of across the board, right? We see this all over the place. It's not just you know this organization that was willing to sort of turn a blind eye to what was going on. Uh, you know, This is just one revelation. I think we see this across society of people sort of abdicating their responsibility for you know, the ability to, to keep their position of power. I mean, how does this fit into the larger scope of what's happening to, to our shared you know, Western civilization here? Well, I mean, you, you've got these very wealthy individuals that will manipulate what is the truth in order to keep themselves ahead. And I think that's something that's not new to, to Western to the Western world. It's just how leadership has always worked, um, particularly in the West. It's incredibly corrupt. And we had members of parliament, it has been proven that we've had members of parliament from, from the conservative side of things that created the, like accounts that went after people that questioned the lockdowns. So a lot of this is coming from inside the government. And they're all buddies with each other. The charities, the governments, the scientists, they're all one group. And it's about protecting themselves against the wider society. Yeah, I, I, I guess it is. It's just I, I don't maybe I just don't understand it because to me it's like, you know, what's the point of being in that position of power if you're not going to use it to, to the correct end? And, uh, you know, it's not like they're just covering up you know, that somebody was skimming a little off the top, right? Some sort of minor kind of corruption that they can turn a blind eye to and go, hey, it's a small price to pay. We do a lot of good here. So they might, this guy might skim a little bit off the top, but we'll turn a blind eye. I mean, this is people's health they're talking about. This is a life or death type of thing that they're dealing with. And they're allowing people to die potentially to keep their position of power. Do you think they even consider that? No, of course they don't. A lot of these people that are running these charities have absolutely no interest in in the causes that they're running for or the idea of charity in the first place. You know, a lot of these people are paid very, very large salaries and are making a profit off of the pain and misery of ordinary people. And we ask these questions. Us ourselves can't really understand why they've done what they've done, because it's not something we would ever consider doing because it's morally bankrupt. Right. But some people don't have the the same sense of, of moral strength that, that you and I do. So for me, you and I, it's extremely confusing. Why on earth would somebody do something as stupid as that? Um, we can't really get to grips with it because it's it's preposterous. It's, it's such a ludicrous idea, but other people don't have that sense of, of, of morals and of responsibility that the majority of us do. And unfortunately, those are the people that end up getting to the top. Right. But I think you're right. I think you're right that the majority of people would be outraged at this if they knew it was going on. I think the majority of the people do have a hard time wrapping their mind around the fact that something like this would happen. They would cover up known damage, like data that showed that the vaccine was damaging people's hearts. I think if you show most people that this was covered up, they would be outraged. Uh, is this getting a lot of media attention in the UK? It's barely making a peep here in, in the United States. Um, in actual fact, the answer is yes and no. It's getting a lot of attention on things like Twitter through those uh, through those platforms that people are realising what's going on. It's been shared quite right, widely, but our actual mainstream media haven't touched it at all, which is quite disgraceful, really, because this isn't something that's come from, you know, somebody who the media could class as a conspiracy theorist or, you know, a nut job or whatever. It's coming from a very, very strong, reputable MP who is highly regarded in the government he's a government member of parliament so he he knows the information the information and the sources are extremely reputable so it's it's just ludicrous yes but i you're right they can't just hand wave this which is why i think it's you know 
an, a really important revelation because we do get a lot of sort of revelations about this, but you sort of never know whether you can trust or not. But this, I mean, here's the guy he's standing in front of the green benches, right? It's this iconic view. It's it's on the floor of parliament there uh, presenting this information. I don't know how long – do you think they can keep this covered up for much longer with the sudden death you know, series of events? Even Australia now is putting uh, defibrillators outside of people's houses. I mean how much longer do you think this charade can go on before the whole facade comes crumbling down? I mean, I think it's already started to crumble down um, when you've got really senior members of parliament getting involved in, in, in this. So towards the early of the pandemic, one member of parliament uh, who was a conservative dared to bring it up and was shut down immediately by the speaker. But now we've gotten to the point where the speaker is having to ha- having to hold these debates because there are more and more members of the Conservative Party uh, that are questioning this. And don't forget, it is the Conservative Party that is in charge in the UK. So these are people that has the insider information. They were, some of them were part of the government or very close to the government. So when those sorts of figures are starting to, to speak out, there's there's no, you can't, pigeonhole this as a conspiracy theory anymore because the people that are coming out against this are incredibly reputable and there's going to come a point when the media just can't ignore it or because they are people are now turning it on the media and say well why are you ignoring it you're clearly doing it on purpose and i think this is this entire thing this entire you know mistruth about the vaccine a lot of people didn't want to tell the truth about what was going on in the vaccine in case it made people less likely to take it well because they've lied so much because there's been so much misinformation and harm and things that haven't spoken all it's done is damage vaccine relations for all vaccines not just the COVID vaccine now we know parents aren't wanting to get their kids 100 percent. stay tuned anything. we'll be right back One with sophie is that your audience you encourage your audience to give you money is in cryptocurrency donations, right? Yes. Infowars.com forward slash crypto. That will end up as a clip on your show tonight. Objection. Your advertisement from your cryptocurrency page. People care about the First Amendment. And in the cryptocurrency, the cryptocurrency page, people can give you in Bitcoin. Yes. Yes. Ethereum. Right. Yes. As well as XRP, Monero, Litecoin, USD coin, Dogecoin, and Stellar. This is it. Give crypto, fund InfoWars. Sponsor us with Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Thanks to your donations and your support at InfoWarsStore.com, InfoWars is able to broadcast free worldwide, combating the lies of the Great Reset. Give crypto, fund InfoWars. Donate now, InfoWars.com forward slash crypto. Introducing our new incredible supplement line, InfoWars MD. Now, in 60 seconds, it's hard to tell you how incredible these products are, but all of these products are already sold on store shelves under other brand names for up to twice the cost we're selling it to you. These are high-end. These are the very best. You know our body's ultimate turmeric formula is amazing? Well, guess what? We now have turmeric 95 that's basically the same formula for a lower price. CBD oil of the highest quality, up to 50% less than major competitors selling the exact high-quality, full-spectrum CBD. And it goes on for all the new InfoWars MD products at InfoWarsStore.com. The highest quality, directly from the manufacturer, to your door at prices up to 50%, in some cases 100% lower than what they're sold for in stores. InfoWars MD at InfoWarsStore.com. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video.
right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Harrison Smith, American Journal, Infowars.com. My guest is Sophie Corcoran. You can follow her on Twitter at Sophie Louise CC. She's one of my favorite uh, Twitter followers, especially to get news from the UK. You really can't find a better source. She's keeping a tab on the World Economic Forum. There's so much stuff I want to talk to you about, Sophie, from the the winter, you know, the cold uh, snap that you guys are experiencing. They're not letting you heat your homes at certain times. Uh, I, I want to talk to you about Harry and Meg. We need to have you more often because there's a lot of stuff that that we could talk about. <coughs> But one of the things I found on your Twitter feed was this 15-minute zone that Oxford is now implementing where you have to get permission to go 15 minutes from your house. They're actually implementing this as we speak, aren't they? I mean this isn't speculation. No, no. It's, it's a real policy. I came across it on Twitter and the first thing I thought is that's, that's not true. There's, there's, right. no, there's no conceivable way someone has come up with an idea that is that draconian and stupid. And then, no, it turns out it is true. That is unfortunately very true. It's absolutely true. So, so for our audience, we've covered this, you know, thanks to your tweets and, and bringing awareness about this. We were able to cover it and tell our audience about it. But just explain to people who, who haven't seen it before, what is this 15-minute zone? What's the excuse for it? How will it be implemented? What's the justification? Just what is this? Okay, so it's essentially in Oxfordshire in the UK, um, which is actually in Oxford is where our leading university in the UK is as well. So I thought I'd add that in. Um, they are splitting people into 15 minute zones where basically you're only allowed to travel within a 15 minute radius of, of the zone that you get. And they say essentially, you know, people's schools, GPs and everything exists within this tiny zone. So there's no reason for them to go out of it. Um, so if you want to go outside of your allotted zone, you then have to apply for a permit from the council of which then the council are going to say yes you know you deserve freedom or no you don't and you're only allowed to apply for this permit up to 100 times a year if you live in oxford and only 25 times a year if you live in oxfordshire so the broader county of it um so people are only actually allowed to go out of their tiny 15-minute zone to travel out of their 15-minute zone that they've given maybe twice a week maximum if they're lucky, but they must have a permit from the council. It's not They're not physical barriers, so it's basically going to be tracking their car, which uh, we love a bit of digital surveillance in there as well. Mm-hmm. So we've got climate lockdowns with a bit of digital surveillance to add in, just you know the ultimate WF package there. But it, it, in essence, you're not allowed to go where you want to go, so people aren't allowed to travel within their own towns essentially. Um, so again, extremely draconian, extremely bizarre. Um, they say that it's to regulate congestion and to save the environment, which, as you know, is always our favorite phrase uh, that they course. like to push all of this nonsense through. Yeah, it's, it's not that they're imposing some, as you rightly put it, draconian you know, restrictions. It's that they're saving the earth, Sophie, actually. They're heroes. You should be thanking them. I mean, it's, it is completely insane. Of course, this is directly out of, and not, I'm not using a turn of phrase here, it is out of the World Economic Playbook. World Economic Forum has this story from a year ago. The 15-minute city meets human needs but leaves desires wanting. Here's, here's why. The surprising stickiness of the 15-minute City. That's another update from uh, March of 2022. So, I mean, this is straight out of the World Economic Forum program. Do you think the people of Oxford are going to put up with this? Like, what do you th- do? You think they're actually going to apply for a permit to go, you know, see a soccer match down the road? Football, football match down no. the road. Yeah, no, I think they're going to be a. Uh, not only are the people of Oxford fuming, I think the people of the UK as a whole are fuming. I think we're all going to go en masse down to Oxford and say, you can't do this because the problem is once one city does it, then another left wing Labour council will do it, and all of a sudden, 
it, it spreads like COVID, you know what I mean? So it's just, it's nonsense. The people of the UK are not happy about it, but the councillor did say, who is the councillor responsible for highways in that council, has said, we don't care what you say, we're doing it anyway. So there we go, a lovely bit of democracy thrown in. So we've got draconian lockdown, digital surveillance and an absence of democracy. Welcome to the World Economic Forum, folks. Right. I, I mean, it literally it is, it is beyond it's like beyond description. Like, how do we even how do we even describe this? I'm glad you brought that up because I was about to this idea that when it was announced, they said, whether you like it or not, here's what's going to happen. This is the democracy we're fighting for. And of course, we see the same thing with like the World Economic Forum getting rid of farms in the Netherlands. They say, well, we're we're offering them a fair price for their farms. But if they don't want to take it, then we'll forcibly kick them off. I mean, the World Economic Forum is just telling or countries what to do, telling governments what to do and the government is doing it even when everybody underneath them refuses and they call this democracy Uh, this is the new world isn't it this is what this is what we can expect moving forward yeah unfortunately and i mean i'm the same age as greta Thunberg, nearly early 20s um i'm at university and i think this isn't a world i want to grow up in at all and yeah my generation seemed to love it and i'm like what what what? i do not want to live like this and i certainly don't want my children when i eventually uh, have them to, to live like this so, uh, you know, this is something that's been pushed by the younger generation, so my my age group, but I certainly don't want it. And I'm really concerned for my own age group, which is why I speak out, because I'm like, absolutely not. You are literally pressing this off the strike button for us here. I'm not living my life like this. But we, we have this really odd green agenda in the UK. So we have something called ultra-low emission zones, which is if your car is, you know, not fit for purpose, it's, it's you know, a bit too old, um, you have to pay £12.50 a day. Now, people, you know, speak about this is all of this green nonsense is just a poverty trap, because let's be honest, the people who are least likely to be able to afford £12.50 a day for the people who are paying £70 a week just to drive their car to work. And that's irrespective of the cost of the car, the insurance, the petrol, everything are the same people that are going to be the least unlikely to be able to afford these new cars that meet the requirements. So. They're just impoverished either way. They can't afford to get a new car to drive to work, but they also can't afford to pay £12.50 a day. So they're trapped. Everybody's trapped. And my whole issue with the green agenda more broadly is that the people who are the least responsible for climate change are the ones who are punished the most. And the people that are most responsible for for climate change are the ones who are punished the least. So the millionaires that fly around to get their hair cut are punished the least, whereas the person who's lucky if they can go on a trip to Benidorm once a year are going to feel the brunt of it. And that's my big issue with, I mean, there's a lot of issues with net zero, but this is my personal biggest issue is net zero is simply a way to make the rich richer and the poor poorer. And that is just the bottom line of it, which is what the World Economic Forum wants to do. That's their entire philosophy. How do we make the rich richer, the rich more powerful and make the poor poorer and the poor less powerful, which is not progressive. Really? Yeah. And it, and it seems like a like a, a neo feudal system where, as you point out, you know, if you're poor, you're going to stay poor. If you're rich, you're going to have a million opportunities to aggrandize that wealth and, and use that wealth to to gain more power. You, you covered the uh, Davos meeting in Switzerland this year with the Great Reset. And I know it was sort of a an eye opening experience for you in that time. I and mean, we've seen the Great Reset really hit the accelerator here again. What do you think is necessary to fight back against this? Clearly, we can expose what's going on. We can try to wake people up to it. But what's got to happen before enough, before we hit that critical mass where people can stand up and say enough is enough. We're not going to be ruled by these unelected billionaires anymore. I mean, what is it going to take, Sophie? 
Well, luckily, I think, you know, we've had a lot of negativity, but I do think the tide is turning because we have seen results that the tide is turning. You know, we had the the, the results in Sweden, mm. Italy. I mean, Jacinda Ardern's going to lose next time. Hopefully, Dictator Trudeau's on his way out. You know, Boris Johnson has gone, although we do have Rishi Sunak, unfortunately. Um, but we are seeing globally... People have had enough. We are starting to see massive protests like we've seen in the Netherlands. And yeah. like so and like we again in Iran, the Iranian regime is very and the sort of revolution against that regime is a very anti-globalist one. So we are starting to see this pattern increase. I do think the tide is turning. I do think last time I went to the World Economic Forum. Now, I must say that because it was the one that was rescheduled, this might change in January. But at that point, there were no G7 leaders at the World Economic Forum because they know mm. full well that being part of that cult, as I'm going to call it, is is not good for their electoral chances. So I do think that the tide is going to start to turn in a positive aspect, but it is going to take my generation, and I say this very seriously, um, to make that happen. And that's why someone like me is, is going to is going to speak out against the World Economic Forum because for some reason my generation are the ones who have bought into this whole idea the most. Right. And in actual fact, it's going to harm us in the long run. So I'm like, no. Right, right. Well, and it, and it seems like it shouldn't be that hard to understand, especially, I mean, if we don't do something to correct this, then your generation will be the last generation to understand that this isn't normal, right? If you're born with this stuff already in place, you think it's totally normal to have to ask permission to go 15 minutes from your home or have to check how many carbon credits you have before you buy a train ticket. I mean, if we don't stop this right now, the people younger than you will just think this is the way it's supposed to be. You actually were able to, to grow up in a world where none of this existed, so you can understand you know, what the, what the world like what the world was like before the Great Reset destroyed everything. So uh, we're, we're sort of running out of time here, but I just want to thank you for coming on. We're going to have to have you on again soon because, again, I, I pay a lot of attention to what happens in the UK. I think it's a bellwether of what's going to happen here in America, and you do a great job of covering it. Sophie Corcoran at Sophie Louise CC on Twitter. Thanks so much for joining us, Sophie. Thank you. All right, folks, 15-minute zones. The World Economic Forum demands it. National governments dutifully comply, and they say, if you don't like it, too bad. This is our democracy, and we'll do with it what we want. Stay tuned to Sophie Corcoran on Twitter to uh, keep up to date on the newest developments. Once a tragedy reaches a level of national significance, American citizens should be allowed to basically question that event in any way that they deem fit. The First Amendment is unique in the world. That's what they want to take away, your ability to speak freely. So they're going to go for Mike Lindell next, or are they going to go for Steve Bannon, or are they going to go for Tucker Carlson? I studied the globalists 30 years ago, but on air 28 years, and I knew they were planning all of this, and I warned the public as a modern Paul Revere, but I couldn't have done it without your support. And now, because we've been so successful warning the population of the planet, not just America, we're public enemy number one when it comes to the globalist agenda. That's why it's more important than ever to realize how successful InfoWars has been because of your past support. So I salute you and I thank you, and I ask you now, at the critical juncture of the battle, to redouble your efforts by visiting InfoWarsStore.com and getting amazing products that keep us on air. 1776 of the promo code. The destination is InfoWarsStore.com, and I thank you all for your support.